today on CityCast Madison. Sure, we've got a state flower, a state bird, even a state dance. But a state microbe? I mean, if I asked you to name your favorite microbe right now, could you? What about that one little bacterium that's made life tastier here in America's Dairyland? I'm talking about Lactococcus lactis. What better microbe to represent Wisconsin than the one that makes cheese? UW-Madison grad students Natalia Rosario-Melendez and Austin Hall are campaigning to make it happen, and they're here to tell me why. It's Wednesday, November 15th. I'm Molly Stentz, and here's what Madison's talking about. Thank you so much, Austin and Natalia, for joining me today. I would love to know, why does Wisconsin need a state microbe? Well, so personally, when I think of Wisconsin, I think of the Wisconsin idea, which is essentially taking what research uh, the universities have and taking it to the people of Wisconsin. Additionally, when I think of Wisconsin, I think of cheese. So Wisconsin has a really rich research history. We have a really rich cheese history. It just makes logical sense to me, at least, to have um, a state microbe that can celebrate both Wisconsin's rich science background and the cultural background of Wisconsin. Yeah, and so you are behind the campaign to make Lactococcus lactis the official state microbe of Wisconsin. Now, why that one? What's so special about Lactococcus lactis? What does it do? So Lactococcus lactis produces a lot of lactic acid, which it's used to help curdle cheese. So there are a variety of different types of cheese that uh, use this bug. One of the most obvious ones is Colby Jack and Brick Cheese, which were actually both invented in Wisconsin. And the other thing is that for most cheeses, all of the bacteria that come from the milk gets deplenished. So they pasteurize it so it has no bacteria anymore. So when the cheese making starts, they add Lactococcus lactis to start that lactic acid fermentation for cheese. Oh, okay. So that this is something that we need in order to have a dairy industry in our state. Yes. Right, exactly. Because I was looking at the list of state symbols that we have, right? There's quite a few. We've got a state beverage, it's milk, and a state domestic animal, and it's the cow, of course. So I was thinking like, okay, well, why do we need a state microbe? Why should people care about microbes? I mean, I'm talking to a few graduate students of microbiology, right? I'm assuming this is something you you have a particular passion for. Natalia, do you? Yeah, I think I am a lot biased towards microbes because I'm a microbiologist. I've been studying microbes since 2012. But state symbols are things that kids study in school. So it's very important too in an educational perspective. Um, So getting students, kids interested in science and science careers and getting involved in science early on is very important for them later to kind of explore these types of careers. Yeah. So I can imagine like the the troops of fourth graders go into the state capitol for their field trip. Are you picturing like a display? Would, would there be like a 
a microscope where they could look at them? I I picture a lot of giant microbes, to be honest, because those are always very charismatic. People see giant microbes and they're like, oh, this is so cool. And it opens the the door to talk about microbes. And because we think about microbes and we think about them causing diseases. And there are a lot of good bacteria. Like there's more good bacteria out there that are doing like very essential things for us that we don't think about. Like, geez. Right. Like after, you know, living through years of a pandemic, I think a lot of folks are like, no, <laughs> enough with the microbes. But you're finding a, a, a positive side of microbiology or ways in which we benefit from it. And our, in fact, our economy is based on it. And so much of our culture is based on it. But why, why, the che- why cheese and not beer? Well, so to be fair, in 2009, a couple of professors from UW-Madison tried to get a state microbe passed, and Wisconsin would have been uh, the first state to have a state microbe. Uh, we're a little late to the punch now, and I believe it's Oregon has um, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which is what is used to make beer. So um, a couple of states beat us to the punch. I would also like to add that we already have a state drink, which is the milk, and a state dairy product, with this, with which is the cheese. So I think that bringing Lactococcus lactis into the mix just completes that full story of, of very important things in the state. Yeah, you can't have the slogan, America's Dairyland, and then turn around and have, you know, a brewer's yeast or something like that just wouldn't fly, right? Plus, you mentioned Oregon already beat us. So nobody else has has this microbe yet, we could be the first. So you mentioned that, you know, back in in 2009, there was this attempt, like there was a bill in the assembly, it kind of died in the Senate, like, were they being lactose intolerant? (laughs) But a bomb, but a bomb, I had to, I had to. What happened there? Why did die? Yeah, so there are several different bills that end up just dying in committees either due to the committee just not wanting to talk about them or people on the committee thinking that the bill might be a waste of time. This was sent to a committee that had the latter. There was a senator who was like, I don't know, I feel like I could be working on other things. So let's just like table it for now. And then it kept being tabled and tabled and then eventually just died in the committee. But on the bright side, that senator is no longer in office. So I think we have a pretty fighting chance on getting this bill passed. Aha! <laughs> so what are the steps? Like, how does this even work? I mean, have you ever done anything like this? Like launched a campaign to get a state symbol? That's a great question. And uh, no, I, I think I can confidently say that I haven't. Um, Natalia, I'm assuming that you haven't either. I have not. And it's been definitely, I would say, a learning curve. We've talked to a lot of different policymakers, a lot of like political analysts, and everyone kind of has their own opinion, I guess, on the best way to go about this. So something that we were doing originally is working with a graduate student organization, Catalyst for Science Policy, or CASP. Um, They do a lot of science policy work and help graduate students essentially get those skills to do policy work. So working with CASP, we initially were just writing 
issue briefs or science notes, so small pieces of condensed information to hand out to policymakers or people who are interested in whatever we're writing to give them uh, essentially a condensed piece of work to read. And Cliff notes? Cliff notes, exactly. I was thinking TLDR, but I yeah. don't know if that translates. So we had those and um, we had a poster at Research Day at the Capitol, which is a UW event where graduate students can present their research to all policymakers at the Capitol. But we felt like that wasn't enough. We can say, yeah, we're interested in this, but policymakers are going to be like, okay, so a bunch of grad students want this. Like, why do I care? So uh, something that I thought would be interesting would be having a kickoff event where we just invite a bunch of scientists, policymakers, cheesemakers, anyone who's interested generally in microbiology or cheese to kind of hype up that this is actually a big deal, that this is something that a lot of people care about, and then uh, work with policymakers to introduce the bill to uh, the Capitol, essentially. Yeah, I saw that. And you were like billing it as a gala, which I was like, that's fancy for microbes. Cool. I, you know, you don't see that every day. So how'd that go? Did you have some like politicos interested? Do you have any anyone that might sponsor this bill? Yeah, uh, it went really well. Uh, for a gala, it was a pretty decent turnout. It was about 80 plus people, something like that, with a variety of different speakers. We've had a microbiologist and former science advisor to Barack Obama, Joe Handelsman. We've had dairy experts from the Center of Dairy Research. And then we even had Representative Francesca Hong be a part of our panel to answer any questions that the audience might have on getting the bill drafted or anything that we can do as concerned citizens to show support. We also had some representatives um, such as Robert Wickey um, attend as well. So it was really nice to see a variety of both Democrat and Republican representatives attending the event. So is there a bill? Like, is this actually before the legislature, Natalia? So right now, the bill is getting drafted. So to have the official wording, because it has to go to the process, get the official wording, and then it gets introduced. It should be introduced uh, before the end of this year. And so then what happens? Like, let's say you're successful, like you run this campaign, you get the legislative support, Governor Evers signs the bill and like we get a state microbe. What does that actually mean? So how I like to think about it, again, for me, it it's always the educational perspective on being able to talk about it readily more easily. Um, I think that there are plans on having some curriculum developed around it so that it can get introduced in schools and kids early on can learn about microbes and how to make cheese and things like that. But I also think that it's important. It gives a lot more visibility to the dairy industry, gives them kind of like a fun little new quirk to work with in terms of marketing and like it brings a lot of economic incentive without costing the government, the state, local government, anything, because it does not cost a cent to get a microbe or a state symbol. Yeah, it's kind of like a conversation starter, you know? (laughs) It's like an interesting thing to talk about. Like, did you know this is a thing? Like, I don't think most people know this is a thing. Yeah, but state symbols get a lot of press, like the New York Times usually covers them. And they're like, there's a lot of press around it that brings a lot of awareness 
um, of the industry and gets people curious and talking about it. Yeah. Austin, what, what are your hopes? What do you hope comes out of this campaign? Yeah, so I think it's pretty similar to Natalia having a microbiology-focused icon so early on is super cool as a microbiologist. Additionally, at least in terms of things that I'll be doing, is if this event is passed, we were planning on having another gala, more of a celebration event, uh, celebrating how how cool the microbe is and the success of getting the bill passed. With, like, free cheese for all? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a celebration of cheese-making? As graduate students, like, you got a lot going on. And yet you are spending your time like taking on this project. It, it is for the civic good, right? You're you're trying to make this thing happen in the world to to introduce more people to microbes that are important to our state. Like what brings that passion? Where does that passion come from? I've had an interest in science policy since 2016. There was a lot happening in the world. And as a scientist, I was wondering how I can help in any way other than just doing research, because research is one way to help, but it can also be a very slow process. And I wanted to extend my efforts to try to help society, I guess, as much as I can. Yeah. Natalia? I have always been interested in science communication. And so I've always also been very active politically. I've always liked to follow it and try to understand it. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I was like, oh, we need more science-informed policy. We need more scientists to get involved and speak up and talk about it. So it's kind of like the intersection of how I give back. Um, science is what I know. And I have always liked giving back. So I think that's how I got interested. Um, and then I got involved with Catalyst for Science Policy, too. And now I'm co-president of um, the student organization. I have always tried to make the time to kind of do something outside of lab where I am communicating science, talking about what I like. Yeah, that's how I got involved and why I think it matters and why I take time out of, well, the time I don't have. <laughs> The ex all of the extra time I don't have and try to put it towards something productive and that I enjoy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's clear. It's clear that you're both passionate about this. So I just I wonder if you are successful. Do you have like a cute name picked out for the microbe? You know how we have like Bucky Badger because you know, it's kind of a mouthful. Lactococcus, Laxus. You got like a nickname? We don't have a nickname for it. And we haven't thought of it, but that is a great idea. I think we should we should for sure have a pet name for Lactococcus lactis because it is a kind of like a mouthful. It's tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a bunch of them from cheesy to like lacty, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll think of something, definitely. Well, maybe our listeners can help you out with that. We'll, we'll put it to them. <laughs> come up with names. Well, thank you so much, Austin and Natalia, for joining me today. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you for having us. This was, this was great. 
was UW-Madison grad students Natalia Rosario-Melendez and Austin Hall. We'll throw a link to the Catalyst for Science Policy group in our show notes if you'd like to learn more. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Holiday markets and craft fairs. Tis the season. There are plenty of opportunities to shop local and help out your community over the coming month. Here's one to know about this Saturday. The Friends of the Wanakee Public Library is holding a holiday market and bake sale from 9 to 3. It'll be at the Wanakee Intermediate School. And the Madison Reading Project's annual community book drive has officially kicked off. They're hoping to give out more than 15,000 new books to kiddos in need this holiday season. Check our show notes for a link on how you can help. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Molly Stentz. If you enjoyed the show, why not share it with someone who's a real fun guy? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Ciao.